6: One of the biggest warnings that took place this year, a warning that has been completely overlooked, was news that broke earlier this year about just how bad China and the scale of Chinese spying in the U.S. is right now. FBI Director Ray did a one-on-one interview with NBC News, and what he had to say about China was shocking. Take a
7: listen.
3: An East Bay tour operator is facing charges tonight of spying for China. The
7: FBI was tailing him around. The FBI says this is Chinese spying at work. Edward Pung leaving an envelope of cash in a California hotel room and retrieving an SD card loaded with classified information. A classic spy craft dead drop. He's now in
2: federal prison. The creation of those counterintelligence task forces.
7: Christopher Wray says when he became FBI director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was a huge surprise.
2: This one blew me away. And I'm not the kind of guy that uses words like blown away easily. We are investigating, uh, opening a new China-related counterintelligence investigation. About every 12 hours, we probably have over 2,000 of those investigations. Other
7: countries spy on each other. So what does China do that's different?
2: There is no country, no country that presents a broader more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to people of Chinese descent or heritage. What we're talking about here is the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party.
7: The Chinese government has repeatedly insisted that it doesn't steal American business secrets, But the FBI says Chinese spies target a range of American innovations on COVID vaccines, computer chips, nuclear power plants, jet engines and smartphones, for example, sometimes by planting company insiders, sometimes through its
2: world leading cyber theft. The scale of their hacking program and the amount of personal and corporate data that their hackers have stolen is greater than every other country combined.
7: And Ray says the Chinese government exports elements of its oppressive police
2: state, sending teams to the U.S. to threaten and intimidate critics. China may be the first country to combine that kind of authoritarian ambition with cutting-edge technical capability. It's like the surveillance nightmare of East Germany combined with the tech of Silicon Valley.
7: But what about the criticism from Asian-American groups who say the Justice Department's China initiative has overreached with some Chinese
2: espionage cases
7: collapsing?
2: We don't investigate anyone based on race race or uh, ethnicity or constitutionally protected activity. In fact, in many cases, Chinese-Americans are some of the people most victimized by the Chinese government's tactics that we're describing.
7: Ray also accuses China of going after secrets in other countries, but he says the U.S. is its number one target. Lester? By the way, this came out, and the FBI director saying this when he
6: learned how widespread Chinese spying in the U.S. was, it blew him away. Christopher Ray said that when he became the FBI director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was a huge surprise. I'm not, one of the guy, I'm not the kind of guy that uses words like blown away easily. We are opening a new China-related counterintelligence investigation about every 12 hours. We probably have over 2,000 of those investigations right now. There is no country that presents a broader, more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to the people of China descent or heritage. What we're talking about here is the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. The scale of their hacking program, the amount of personal and corporate data their hackers have stolen is greater than every other country combined. China may be the first country to combine that kind of authoritarian ambition. Listen carefully to this quote. With cutting edge technology capabilities, it's like the surveillance nightmare of East Germany. talking about Hitler combined with the tech of Silicon Valley. Now, I play this for you as a reminder of this year and what a big story this was. This happened in February of this year when this warning came out. Do you want to know how much has happened since February? You want to know? You you, you want to know what's happened since February? Not a damn thing. Nothing has happened since February, folks. Nothing has happened from this administration. Now, the question I think we can all ask is, is this. Why? Why is this happened? That's the question that we should all be asking. How is this happening and our administration's not fixing it? I think it's pretty clear now you know exactly why this is happening and how this is happening. It's because we have a president of the United States of America that refuses to do the right thing. We have a president of the United States of America that has decided to not do the right thing. We have a president of the United States of America That has said, I'm not going to do the right thing. I'm going to allow to be very clear. I am going to allow them to continue to do this. I'm going to excuse me. I'm going to allow them to do whatever it is they want to do, referring to China. Just the way it's going to be. This is all going to be they're in charge and we don't react. Now, why would a president of the United States of America not do more? To protect, why would the President of the United States of America not do more to protect our interests, our country, and, all, and, and everything that, we just, that was just described? That's what I want to know. I, I really do. I, I want someone to explain this to me. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They stand behind their values and they stand behind exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profit, and that is why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal with the Every Friday Matters deal. And you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the radical left. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life are veterans and first responders. And more than just that, they are actually a 100% U.S.-based company with customer service teams that make switching easy. So you can keep your same number you have right now. You can keep your existing phone or, for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code friday 76. That's Friday 7-6. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code Friday 7-6. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make the switch today at PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT.
0: Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I got a montage I got to play for you. You may actually want to record this on your phone and, and send this piece of audio to, to your family and friends. This would be a great way to start just by playing what I'm about to play for you for you know Christmas when you get together. and, and you If you want to stir the pot a little bit. The media has now moved into crisis management mode because they're actually afraid that Joe Biden really does suck and is the worst president that this country has seen, Uh, beating out Jimmy Carter for modern political history, and and they're freaking out right now that there's a real good chance that Joe Biden is going to cost the Democrats the White House. Now, it's also, I think, pretty clear at this point that Donald Trump's the nominee, unless something just unbelievable happens in the campaign. And it's not going to be indictments that's going to take him out. Uh, the Republican establishment, they're also doing what they always do, right? They're they're coalescing behind their most mod candidate. Their, their neocon candidate, that's Nikki Haley. You know, the, the, the Warhawk Nikki Haley, they love Nikki Haley. Like, she's like the greatest thing since Mitt Romney and then the greatest thing since Jeb Bush. Like, they're just in love with Nikki Haley. And so she's now the thing. And I get what they're trying to do. It's if if you hate Trump, then you got to have an alternative, and Nikki's that alternative for them. And they're hoping that she can pull off something in Iowa, New Hampshire, and then go into South Carolina, and then people will really be freaking out. I get it. Like I understand the politics of it. I do. But right now, it's Trump's party. It's it's Trump's. Like that's just the reality. The media understands that. The media is not really thinking that Trump's going to be challenged in the primary. So what they're doing now is they're they're trying to somehow figure out a way to get Nikki Haley to be your alternative because they're going to tell you that Donald Trump's going to destroy the country and everything that we believe in. I want to play this for you because it's just amazing. All right. And this is the media warning of a potential second Trump presidency. It's just gold. Listen to some of the crap they're saying now. And if you don't think this is orchestrated, that's why we put this montage for you. To prove that the media works together. Like, it may say MSNBC on the screen, and then the other channel may say CNN, the other channel may say ABC, and the other one may say NBC. The other one may say CBS. But it's still all of them working together. Listen carefully
3: what would a second donald trump term look like well he cannot be the next president um it, it because if he is
5: you can't imagine the things that he's going to do mexico canada we can't go to canada because eventually canada will become annexed to america and shoot visitors to the white house yeah that means he can shoot the first lady
3: we're going to see violence the likes of which we
4: didn't even see on january 6. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Führer, and he will make everybody
5: raise their hand and salute him using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution, to rewrite the Constitution, create mass internment camps, throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail, or their rights might be suppressed especially minority groups in society you might have
6: any number of things happen to you and your family every one of us our freedom our liberty none of us is safe
4: it's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list assassinate
5: generals ordering troops Uh, to um, attack American citizens.
3: Trump's very well armed and extremist base will try to kill people. He's going to basically burn the house down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities
4: between
7: Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini.
5: Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. Wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well maybe I shouldn't say this. The end of democracy.
3: Yet.
0: I think that could be the end of our democracy. But democracy is dead if Trump is re-elected. Yet
4: to Putin, the Putin, that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be entirely transformed. I'm really concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration.
7: He's reelected. He will curb transgender rights. Yeah, and rule of law.
8: Arrest political
5: opponents. To persecute, not prosecute, to persecute his enemies.
4: pick a wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law everyone else will have to follow. Vote for Donald Trump
3: uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in.
2: To go after the independent
5: and
0: free... Parts of American civic life. He would tear down our institutions. urge the government of employees. Department by department effort to weaponize
8: the powers of the government. To use the military to quash protests.
3: Reading the government
8: of all democratic safeguards. Junking American democracy as we have always
4: known it. That he would try to stay in office beyond a second term. Uh, He would never leave office. There's no question. Trump is reelected, he won't leave.
7: Donald Trump will never leave office voluntarily.
0: And what that means is that everybody who wants us to remain a republic has to put every other thing aside and work together urgently right now to stop that from happening.
6: So if you want to know how much Donald Trump's leading by, just listen to that. Like, that's just the greatest thing ever. Right. Like just just listen to it, hear it and you understand it. You're like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. This is the Democratic Party. And the government, state-sponsored media, doing what they do best. He'll never leave the White House, folks. He'll never leave. He'll never leave. He's gonna. He could, he could shoot his own his own wife in the White House, and, and 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 he could pardon himself, and and he would never leave. These people are psychos. I, I will never trust a party. Two things about the socialist, communist, Marxist Democrats. I never, ever, ever will trust a party that celebrates the, the butchering of, of unborn children, number one, you shouldn't either, and that is the socialist, communist, Marxist, democratic party. That, that should be like your first giveaway, don't trust these people, okay? And the second thing is, I'll never trust a party that accuses my team of doing everything that they're literally doing. They're the ones that said we refuse to accept Donald Trump as the president, the legitimate president of the United States of America, and, and so what did they do? They decided to impeach him using a still dossier that they actually created out of thin air, that they actually employed the person to write, to, to come up with this, this mythical story. And they paid for it. Hillary Clinton paid for that document to be created. She also had a co-sponsor. The Democratic National Committee was the co-sponsor. Who paid for it. Like the Democratic National Party, the Democratic Party is who paid for it. So so do not ever forget that. And then they used that document. And Adam Schiff used that document to then impeach a, a president of the United States of America that they knew was rightfully elected because they said, we don't like you, the people, and what you've done, so we're going to overthrow the will of the people. That's a coup. And they impeached the president over a document that they knew that was user-generated. The FBI declared was user-generated. And this is how afraid they are now that Donald Trump's going to get reelected. You can hear it in this orchestrated effort. And they're going to stop at nothing. They're going to try to put him in jail. I I have no doubt. They're going to try to get him off the ballot. I have no doubt. They're going to try to say he can't be president because we've convicted him of these crimes. He's a felon. I have no doubt. Because of the same people that already tried to overthrow the will of the United States of America. The people voted. And now they're going to say, oh, well, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. Donald Trump will never leave office. He'll be like Mussolini or Stalin. Meanwhile, how many questions do, do the Bidens have to answer about them being bought and paid for by Russia, by China, by Romania?
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Let's talk about the poll numbers real quick that deal with Joe Biden. There was a new CNN poll that has come out, and I'm going to let you hear how they described it. This new poll has Trump leading Joe Biden in two very important presidential states when you're looking at electoral m- math, Michigan and Georgia. Why? Why? Because the majority of respondents are holding negative views of the current president of the United States of America. And it specifically revolves around the economy. Take a listen to this. And again, this is actually on CNN.
4: Trump goes into this with 91 charges against him. And I wonder if the criminal cases, particularly against him, are having any effect on this campaign as the courtroom calendar really collides with the campaign calendar. By the way,
6: I love how CNN there is is basically saying, hey, we want to remind you that Donald Trump's under uh, under indictment and he's on these criminal charges against him and he's the worst person in the world. Right. That's how they're going to prefix the conversation that they're about to tell you, which is really bad polling for the sitting president of United States of America, Joe Biden, because these communists at CNN, they got to do their job. So they, they prefix it with what you just heard, and then they tell you the real meat and potatoes, which is, by the way, America doesn't care about the these charges against Donald Trump. They know they're crap, number one. And number two, they're really upset that they're now living paycheck to paycheck again under a guy by the name of Joe Biden, something they didn't have to do when Donald Trump was president.
8: Absolutely, Poppy. And in one of these states, Georgia, we know the Fulton County case is playing out uh, on a daily basis. We asked folks in Georgia Just overall, do you approve or disapprove of the decision to criminally charge Donald Trump in Fulton County? A majority of Georgia voters, 52% approve of the charges, 47% disapprove. Look at that by party, though. Obviously, 91% of Democrats approve the charges, a majority of independents, 52%, that's pretty key, and only 11% of Republicans. We also in Georgia asked, if true, the charges against Donald Trump regarding efforts to overturn the 2020 election... Does that disqualify him for the presidency? 47% of Georgia voters say it does disqualify. Another 14% says it casts doubt on his fitness for the job. 39% say they're not relevant to his fitness for office. And again, look at that by party and you'll see here uh, 82% of Democrats in Georgia say he'll be disqualified if the charges are true. 48% of independents Only 9% of Republicans in Georgia say, if indeed it's true that he overturned the 2020 election, is that a disqualifying factor? In Michigan, we see something similar. 46% of Michigan voters say, if true, that's disqualifying. Another 14% cast doubt on fitness for the job. 39% aren't uh, aren't, uh, at all related to his fitness for office 86% of Democrats think he should be disqualified in Michigan if proven true. 44% of independents and only 10% of Republicans.
6: Now, you listen to what was just said there. And and what they're telling you is two things. Number one, the majority of people that are going to vote for Donald Trump and the majority of people in this country that, that are looking at this, they think the charges against Trump are crap. So they're not worried about it. Okay. Number two, they're more concerned about their life Right now and what's happening right now because of Bidenomics and the disaster that it actually is. So, so so, don't forget that it is the economy, stupid, which brings me back to one of the big lies. that's actually being told right now when it comes to the economy and the White House has been saying this over and over again. And what I'm about to tell you, you need to really use this to your advantage. You need to tell people about this. okay? it's really, really, really important that people understand what I'm about to explain to you and why it's so important and why it matters. Uh, and, And that is the White House is trying to claim now, look, we're creating jobs at a level that you've never seen before. We're creating jobs and, and still creating jobs in a tough economy, and you guys should be really thankful that we're doing it. And we are—we are. We are we're, we're, this economy is not doing bad, and job growth is great, and everything's wonderful. Right? That's the narrative. The problem is the devil in the details. The majority of the job creation that's happening right now is being created through government jobs, not the private sector. Well, the government is spending money on these jobs and and spending tax dollars that they don't have. And what that means is they're then having to borrow the money. Okay. They're having to actually borrow the cash. Now, think about that. They're borrowing cash, folks, to hire people and put people in jobs. that we can't afford so they can then say but you don't understand look at what we're doing we're doing a great job we're hiring people and actually everything is great in our economy right now which is total insanity it's total insanity that we're hiring people to artificially bump up these numbers you don't believe me listen to this report on fox news
3: back. Well, brand new polling out of the wall street journal showing donald trump leading biden across voters top issues and the economy no exception with trump ahead by nearly 20 points but the white house claims the latest jobs report shows joe biden is following through and cleaning up the economy well here to react former white house economic advisor Stephen moore Stephen, great to see you as always. So this jobs report, the gov- the White House is trying to spin it as a real good thing. What do you make of it?
1: Well, hey, good morning, Pete. Good Great morning. to be with you. Um, first of all, I mean, look, the job situation is still pretty good in this country, no doubt about it. There are more jobs than people looking for work. So that's the good news of the story. But then you look, Pete, uh, I did an examination of where the jobs are being created. And this is the not so good news. Uh, the number one uh, producer of jobs this year you know what sector of the economy it's been Government. <laughs> government <laughs> has been the biggest employer. We, Pete, we're running a $2 trillion deficit. We want the government to be getting smaller so we can start paying our bills. By the way, the other two sectors where we see big job growth are health care and education, which are both kind of com, com, uh, uh, a government uh government Tangentially government, government. Yeah. finances those. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so is that because of the saying- so
3: called Inflation
1: Reduction Act and all these government acts have led to these jobs? Of course, yes, absolutely. I mean, if you look at what's happened since Joe Biden came into office, we've we've uh, spent and borrowed six trillion dollars over what we normally spend so all the money is flowing through government and my point is Pete we want the private sector look what's happened with manufacturing look look at what's happening with mining look what's happening with construction you know the kinds of jobs we want to be creating those have been flat Pete it's government yeah. is dictating more of our economy I'm a free market guy Pete I want to see our industries growing not Washington DC and this is an example by the way you know when you ask people Washington, how's the economy? He's, oh, it's great. When you go to yeah. Main Street America, they're not they're not feeling the love. That's such a great point. So if you
3: add up the rebound from COVID, which, of course, Biden wants to take credit for right. and add that to the government jobs, it shows you how devastating the reality of actual private economic growth is in this country. And that's why the numbers at the national level are so divorced from the spin the White House has given us. By, by, by the way, you, you notice the end there.
6: Biden is touting record number of jobs, despite the bulk of them being government jobs. So he's just lying to you. And and you can only lie to the American people for so long before they figure it out, because at the end of the day, their bills are still due. Their bills are still due, and their bills must still be paid. And so you can tell them things are good, but they know things are not good. Go to the grocery store. Go shopping for basic necessities. Go out and try to buy a house. Go out and pay your basic bills or insurance. Everything has skyrocketed. And the American people are now waking up to it. And they're remembering, by the way. Maybe mean tweets from Donald Trump was totally worth it when you have the lowest unemployment rate in history for minorities, for African-Americans, Asian-Americans, for single moms. Maybe having uh, interest rates on houses in the two to three percent was was an incredible gift from a president. I mean, I I laugh because I saw that shirt says I miss waking up in the morning reading mean tweets and having a two and a half percent interest rate on my 30 year mortgage. There's some truth to that. We have now found out that Joe Biden has called and asked for help from the Clintons. He has enlisted a election denier in the name of Hillary Clinton for the 2024 campaign. President Joe Biden over the weekend enlisted election denier Hillary Clinton in his re-election campaign to build infrastructure, raise money and mobilize voters. Some are wondering if she's actually running for president again or maybe even for Vice President getting rid of Kamala Harris. Biden's eagerness to enlist Clinton signals his desperation to combat his historically low approval ratings. Hillary Clinton, who is not once but twice a failed presidential candidate, is a longtime election denier. Remember, Democrats say that that's Donald Trump. No, 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 no. Let me remind you of Hillary Clinton. In 2016, Hillary Clinton claimed the Supreme Court took away a presidency in Bush v. Gore. In 2017, Hillary Clinton... Uh, alleged she would not, quote, rule out, questioning the legitimacy of the 2016 election. 2020, she claimed the 2016 presidential election was not conducted legitimately, saying, quote, we still don't really know what happened. And in 2020, again, she claimed Stacey Abrams would have won Georgia's gubernatorial race if she had a fair election and that Stacey Abrams should be governor but was deprived of the votes she otherwise would have gotten. Yeah, that's just another example of the lie put out by the left. Now, people close to Hillary Clinton anticipate she'll be on a tireless campaign regimen for the Biden campaign, rallying Democratic voters by laying out the stakes and explaining why a Trump victory could subvert America's Democratic norms. NBC News is now reporting. She is also well positioned to caution voters that if they support a third party candidate, they may cut into Biden's margin. And flip the election to Trump. Democratic strategists say that the Clinton's role is only expected to grow in the new year. But for now, she is filling a space that is at a later point in the campaign season. Former President Barack Obama will also, they say, now join in. 538 polling shows Biden is the least popular president in modern U.S. history with a negative 18% approval rating. In turn, many Democrats asked Biden not to run for your election, but he's doing it anyway. Quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running. That's the new quote from Joe Biden that he told donors last week, adding that Democrats cannot let Trump win. It also sounds like he's running for election to then give up the seat to somebody else. Quote, would you be running if Trump wasn't running? A reporter asked Biden after the event. Biden replied, I expect so, but... He is running, and I just, I have to run. Now, you put all this together right now, and it makes it very clear. There's two things happening. One, the Democrats are not convinced that Joe Biden is actually their candidate. And two, they're placing people around him so that if he does have to drop out of the race or change things up at the last moment at the Democratic convention, that Democratic voters would be okay with it because they would already be seeing these people they're talking about replacing him with. Gavin Newsom, obviously, is on that list. Hillary Clinton, I think, now is on that list. In fact, Michelle Obama is probably on the list as well, which concerns me about all of these things. I will keep you updated on this story. I can promise you that. Make sure you share this podcast wherever you are on social media. Write us a five-star review, and I'll keep you updated on this story. See you back here tomorrow.